This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey, movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Frank Reddy. That's me, the sniffling one. Are you feeling okay, Frank? A little bit of a head cold today, Andrew, but that's all right. You need some, you need some medicine? Yes. You know, we, we can help you out with that, Frank. Here at Cinema Fix, we, we have what you need. We have the medicinal stuff. Medicinal stuff, huh? Yeah, the medicinal Cinema Fix. Okay. Yeah. We're like a giant commune. We are. One could say. <laughs> we share everything. We do. Yes. <laughs> this is episode number 16 of Cinema Fix. Uh, and if you're new to the show, basically this is a show on Film Geek Radio devoted to discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. And each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is just where we give our brief general thoughts on whatever that week's um, major releases. And then the second part is when we really get in depth, we talk spoilers and we really talk about what does and doesn't work about the film. So if you've seen the movie and you want a more analytical, in-depth uh, review about it, definitely listen to part two. If you just want to know whether or not you should see it, stick with us here for part one. Now, Frank, the movie we're going to be talking about this week is Wanderlust. Yes. Which sounds like the name of a bad 80s hairband or it do, something. It does sound a little bit like that. A little bit wanderlust. Yeah. The name of a porno theater almost. It, it could be. So yeah. why, don't, why don't you tell our listeners what this film is about? Is this a porn parody of Alice in Wonderland? It is not, Andrew. I, I, in fact, that excellent transition when you and I were talking about communes was meant to help dive us deep into the premise of this this comedy. Oh, wow. Starring Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston, because you and I are just that good. We are. We've raised this to an art form. <laughs> it's no longer just two guys sitting around in a room with a microphone. So Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston play two uh, New York City types who are... What, what, what does that even mean, New York City type? It means they're stress and they're type <laughs> A personalities okay. who are all about work and advancing towards that next stage of their career. Uh, they're a married couple. I approve your generalization. Please continue. Uh, thank you. Thank you. They run into some trouble, and they are forced to reevaluate their life. They end up in a commune for a tryout period, and it tests their relationship as they're surrounded by hippies, basically. Like stereotypical movie hippies. As one of them says in the film, we're not hippies. We don't sit around doing drugs and playing guitar all the time. As in the background, people are doing drugs and playing guitar. Yes. <laughs> all, pretty much all the time. Um, All right. It was directed by David Wayne, who did Role Models, and he co-wrote the script with Ken Marino from Party Down. Well, yes, I believe they worked. He had worked with Ken Marino on Role Models, as Role well. Models, um, and also uh, their their early TV career, I believe, with The State, possibly Stella. Um, I'd have to look it up to be sure. And I believe Ken Marino may have been in Wet Hot American Summer as well. David Wayne's first movie. That he directed. It's worth mentioning that Ken Marino is also in this movie as well. Yes. Yes. He wrote himself a nice part. Here's a clip. I'm Eva. Hi. Hi. I hear you guys are from New York. Hi, Fellow yes. New Yorker. 88th and Broadway. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Wow. What do you know? What do you know? That's... We're from the West Village. Yeah. Oh, 
Weirder than Christopher. best Christopher. neighborhood. I know. I, know. Yeah, I mean, I know New York is a great city, but yeah. I do not miss that lifestyle at all. I mean, it was just stress and blackberries and sleeping pills. I used to drink a triple latte yeah. every morning just to wake up. Well, I see your point, but I kind of value the sleeping pill and the blackberry and the mm. latte. You know, you can really get trapped in that web of beepers and zenith televisions and walkmans and discmans and floppy disks and zip drives laser discs answering machines and nintendo power glove wow you know so much about technology so frank let's take about 10 minutes and just give our general thoughts on wanderlust what did you think of the film um, you know, I, I thought it had some amusing moments. I laughed in places. I thought that overall, though, it was kind of, parts of it were kind of nonsensical um, and that it wasn't really satisfying, I guess is the best way to put it. I think it's forgettable is what I think. What about, how about you? So you would, rec- you, you would say stay away? You know, I wouldn't recommend people stay away as stren- strenuously as I perhaps have for other movies. I mean, if you're bored and you're looking for something to do, go see it. But I think if you have other options, I would definitely look into those okay so you'd give you'd, you'd say you're kind of neutral yeah it. i just i thought there were some stupid mistakes made and that kind of ruined it for me okay we'll talk about some of those stupid mistakes in part two i'm gonna have to agree with you i i really didn't care for the film yeah much at all um and the big thing for me is that most of the time it's just not that funny yeah i thought uh there there are certain moments that i think work really well and had me cracking up but they're few and far between, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think my biggest issue with it is that you can you can definitely tell that David Wayne and Ken Marino come from a sketch comedy background. Yeah. I mean, Stella and The State were all about sketch comedy. And now David Wayne uh, produces and, and writes for Children's Hospital, which is very much this kind of absurdist. Each episode's only like 10 minutes. It definitely has this sort of sketch comedy vibe to it. And you can tell that that is sort of influencing the film here because I felt like it was essentially a collection of scenes that aren't really held together very well. I would agree. I mean, you feel like there's a formula that they know they have to follow, and so they're just trying to do what they can to hit certain elements of that formula, but the connective thread tying those elements together isn't there or is frayed in a lot of places. Right. I mean, the the formula, it doesn't even seem like they hit the, the normal beats all that well. No. I mean, it's about a couple that winds up living on this commune, and of course it's going to test their relationship. I, I was never really sure, like, okay, wait, who's enjoying their time here? Who isn't enjoying their time on the commune? Like, it switches back and forth. Like, yeah. first Paul Rudd kind of likes it, and then he kind of does it, and then he kind of does, and it's the same with Jennifer Aniston. And then there's this whole subplot involving this uh, casino that's going to be built on the land that is pretty terribly... Yeah, can I tell you when I when I saw that was going to be a plot point about halfway through the movie, I like visibly cringed because I was like, we've seen this so many times. It's the noble hippies against the bad, uptight, employed people. But they don't even do it well. No, they don't. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, there's this thing that that there's this casino that's going to be built, and uh, we need to find a deed, and we're we're just going to mention it once every thirty minutes. Well, honestly, I think the only reason that they did it was to help villainize one of the characters you know what i mean to help villainize justin throw right which he, honestly justin throw's character he is sort of presented as the as the main antagonist and i don't know if they even needed that because yeah. he you can tell from the very beginning he's kind of the smooth leader of this 
commune, and you can already tell he's kind of flirting with Jennifer Aniston. He could be about to cause some uh, relationship issues yeah, between but then, the, between this couple. And I mean, they do they do an okay job of setting it up. I feel like then they really try and like flip a light switch all of a sudden, though, and he's like undercutting the husband every chance he gets. It's like wh- right, and at where first, was this? And at first, they get along. Yeah, and you're like, what is what is happening? This is. Yeah, you guys went from being very subtle with it almost to kind of like hitting it on the head with a hammer. Right. Stuff like that, it takes you out of the movie and it makes it very hard to get back in. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I will give credit where it's due. I think Jennifer Aniston does a fine job. She's not nearly as annoying here <laughs> as she has been in other films. Not a Jennifer Aniston fan, Lately. huh? Uh, not usually, but but here I thought she, I thought she did pretty well. And uh, Paul Rudd, I have to say, God bless Paul Rudd. I like Paul Rudd a lot. He, he's given it his all, and there are certain scenes where you can tell they just let the camera run yeah. and let him improvise, and the stuff that comes out of his mouth is so hilarious yeah. and just so over-the-top and ridiculous that it's hard not to laugh during those scenes. Well, he commits himself to it fully. Yeah. He really goes after it, so you got to give him credit. Yeah, I mean, he really he, he really throws himself <laughs> into it, and some of the best scenes are just him and maybe one other person where, where he's just kind of improvising and going off the cuff, and they will let certain scenes like that go, like, drag. Yeah. And they'll just let it go on and on and just keep getting more awkward, just because it's almost like they want to see, oh, what's he going to say next? Yeah. And that, I think really worked um that was probably the only thing about the film that really worked for me though i would agree it's just it's hard when you want to do a movie i think where you're exploring like hippie culture and stuff it's almost such a one-note joke where there really aren't that many new things you can do with it after a while it's just like okay let's move on and right explore new territory and, and, it, and it's such a stereotypical view of life in a commune yeah um because People might think that this whole kind of hippie commune living thing, you know, it's a thing from the 70s. But no, there's plenty of people that live on communes or politically active or or maybe for even religious reasons go to live uh, in these communities. And it's not as simple as we're going to do this just because we want to get high and have free love and, you know. Do nothing all day. Do nothing all day. Really, it's not that simple. So I thought like it was a very simplistic view of life on a commune. And obviously to some extent it has to be for, for, for the sake of comedy. Yeah. But at the, at the same time, I was kind of like, wait, it's not really giving us a concrete statement against the system either. No, it was interesting because none of the people except for the guy who was writing the, the book had really had any drive to do anything. And you kind of sit there in the audience and you go, okay, I could see somebody maybe wanting to live on a commune, but I don't think that means you completely lose any and all ambition. Like right. you wouldn't get bored. Like they, I think they even, they set up an interesting backstory with, I think the Malin Ackerman character, where I think they mentioned that she used to, she also used to live in New York city. Right. And I would have enjoyed seeing some of that. Like, you know, maybe there's still some of that drive left over. Like it, Nobody was conflicted at all about being there, except for Paul Rudd. Well, sure, and, and if you're not, and if you if you really are there, and you, you are you kind of don't want part of that life anymore. Yeah. I want to know more about why. I want to explore yeah. that divide between okay, why did you turn your back on the kind of typical American dream and you know drive to for financial success and uh, civilized quote unquote civilized uh, city life? You know, why did you turn your back on that? And they never really explore that and as a result 
I felt like it doesn't, the, the movie doesn't have a point of view. The movie isn't really coming down one way or the other is, oh, these communes are really great. We should all go live on a commune and, you know, stick it to the man. And it's also not coming across as, oh, these communes, it's just a bunch of hippies. They're kind of crazy. We don't need to pay any attention to them. And yeah. it doesn't really have a point of view. And I, I kind of wanted that. Yeah, it's just, it's mostly just a series of gags, really. And I mean, you have to balance it out between, yes, it is a comedy. So yes, it's going to be a little bit frivolous. It, I mean, but I think you could have also thrown in like some interesting commentary in there about the balance between being like a type A achieving personality and striving for success and working hard for that with the desire to also live a happy, joyful life. Right. And I, that would have, I think, made an ultimately much more interesting film. And said here, we, I think we, it just, it played very randomly. It just was poorly constructed, I think, as a plot. Yeah. So overall, I would recommend that people stay away from Wanderlust. It, it just didn't really do it for me. I'm sure the scenes of Paul Rudd improvising certain lines will, will pop up on YouTube eventually. It's like a DVD rental. Like if you're having like a slow weekend or, or you're on vacation and you just want like to waste some nights away. I wouldn't even give it a DVD rental, but. You're 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 being a bit more generous than me. Well, that's me. You know, I'm a giving yeah. soul. I think you were you were really drawn to the the free love aspect of it, and you want you want to promote that. Well, you know, I'm debating. It's interesting. <laughs> you know, all these hangups. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, uh, I think that'll wrap it up for part one of our discussion on Wanderlust. Be sure to tune in next week when we will be discussing Project X. It sounds so mysterious. Almost or sinister. Almost sinister. Yeah. We will let you know how that is. We would love to get some of your feedback on the show. Uh, we actually have a survey up on the website now, www.filmgeekradio.com, where t- it takes about 10 to 15 minutes to uh, to fill out. And basically, it just lets us know what you think of the shows. It tells us a little bit about you, our listeners, so we can get, a, get an idea of, uh, uh, of who's listening to the shows. Um, and what you, it, it, it also allows you to say what you like about the shows, what you don't like about us, what you want us to work on. Uh, so we can definitely do our best to, to improve things around here. We want to make sure that we're producing content you want to listen to. So if you have 10 to 15 minutes, head over to the website and, uh, fill out that survey. Thank you to everyone who's already filled out surveys so far. It's been a really big help. We've gotten some, a, a lot of really great, feedback. You can also email us by emailing cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at uh, filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes, so please do that. And uh, if you get a chance, just drop us a quick review on iTunes. That really does help us out a lot. It helps get the word out about the show. And you can also donate to us on the website. That helps pay for hosting costs, helps keep us producing quality content for you every week, and we really appreciate that. Frank, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at FJReady on Twitter, and my blog is, uh, quite frankly, television.wordpress.com. I'm Andrew Johnson. You can find more of my writing at www.thecoolshoveffect.com and also on the Film Geek Radio blog extension. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash writerandrew. If you follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener. And I will follow you back so we can keep talking about wanderlust and free love and hippies. And nudists. 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 Yes. That's where Andrew got the most excited. People don't, people don't know this, but Frank and I record the show in the nude. <laughs> oh, 
See, that's how rumors get started. <laughs> These urban legends start taking place. The nude podcasters. <laughs> we were inspired by Wanderlust. We decided to, to become nudists. I'm still on the fence. Andrew was stripping as he was walking out of the theater. <laughs> it's like I'm throwing off the shackles of society. I am. <laughs> no more. No more of this tyrannical sweater. <laughs> All right. Dirty below weather be damned. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Frank Reddy. And have fun this week getting high on cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio. Yeah.